Let go, let go, let go. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of the Player and the Fan. I am yours truly, David Noel, the player, the coach. And we have with us our very special co-host, Hot Name of Mickey Earl. <laughs> what's happening, lady? Hey, Fluzzy. Good morning. Um, I, I don't know why we're so jolly after a loss last night, but Man, listen, because because we get basketball in quarantine, even though our boys took the L, we still get basketball in quarantine. So we, it's, it's it's good. It's still good. It is, and, and we, I don't know. I accept moral victories, even though like we lost last night. To me, is there such thing as a good loss? Absolutely. But but and then so so again. I, I think we're getting a little bit of ahead of ahead of ourselves, but let's 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 hold on, hold on for a second before we before we dive all into it because I know the people they 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 want to know what happened last night and ladies and gentlemen, we will get to that and just understand. Mm -hmm. I told y'all from the beginning this team would probably have about seven losses on the season. We yeah. had two already. So and again, if we continue to play the game. It, it, we will lose a couple more. So, so understand that this year's North Carolina team, although it isn't as bad as last year's team, this still is not a national championship team. Mm -hmm. So everybody, let's sit back, relax, lower your expectations a little bit. That now, now there is one bug I will throw out there that 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 you know our Tar Heels might you know feel good about, but I'll wait to do that a little bit later. Okay. All right. Well, let's recap last night, uh, North Carolina against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Carolina lost 93 to 80. Um, our uh, player of the game was Garrison Brooks with 17 points, who I'm shocked even played. He finished with 17 and 8, um, followed by not too far. You said you're shocked? You shocked that he played? I, I, I was shocked he started because he hadn't had a full practice since Texas because coach said he sprained his ankle. So I was a little shocked that he started. Well, I was at practice the other day, and he was in the practice. Did you did you text me and say, "Hey, Gary, right. you didn't see that's right. your fault." You're right, I did, but I never knew he was out either. Yeah, like I knew he I knew he sprained his ankle, but I and never knew that they were try, like kind of trying to rule him out of the game. I never knew that. So you yeah. didn't give me your media credential stuff either. You know what I'm saying? Well, so. <laughs> Monday, um, we asked about Garrison, and he said that um, he's sprained his ankle against Texas, and mm -hmm. he hadn't really had a full practice. So I, I was a little shocked he started. But um, yeah, he finished at 17 and 8, followed by a phenomenal Dayron Sharp, um, even though mm -hmm. he finished with four fouls with 13 and 6. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, the bad point is we had 17, 18 turnovers. I'm sorry. And only 14 second chance points, which Coach Williams like drilled a hole in last night. He did not like those second chance points being only 14. And even worse, only nine points off of Iowa's turnovers. So those yeah. were the two things that he just did not, he did not like at all. Turnovers were an issue for him. But the, the, tur the turnovers are a major issue. Yeah. Um, and again, it's because we're we're we aren't we aren't. We aren't playing the type of basketball that, that we're capable of playing right now. And again, that's just getting a little bit more season inside the season. The, 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 the thing that I think um, coach can definitely harp on or, or that, that against Iowa, I really wasn't expecting either, 
was even though we did do a great job on the backboards, Iowa is a good team. They're number three in the nation for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and North Carolina is, isn't like right now. And, and that's okay. That's okay. It's, and we're what, five games in? Mm-hmm. That's okay right now, especially with this particular season. Now, I know as a fan of the game and as a fan of North Carolina, you want to see them do well right away, right out the jump. But also, like me, from a coach's perspective, you take the good that that you that you you you've been working on and understand that okay these are things that are going to get continue to progress throughout the season. So the second chance points and all that kind of stuff against Iowa, I never really expected that because Iowa is a good team. They're going to box you out. They're going to they're going to be first to the floor, um, or they're going to try to compete um, to get to the ball first. So those are the, some of the things that. Again, against a team like Iowa, that's number three in the, in the nation, very well coached, got a dominant big man, and has tremendous shooting on the outside. Those are things that you really couldn't necessarily it, – it was a toss-up. It was kind of a 50-50 type deal when it comes to this particular game against Iowa. Now, against everybody else, absolutely. You can kind of expect that, or, or that's what you want from your team because that's North Carolina's identity. But at the end of the day, some teams can take you away from your identity, and I, Iowa did that last night. Can I just say one thing? I love your shirt. Where did you get this? This is. Hey, shout out to the <laughs> homie. All Lamar clothing. This got the look, you know, this it say UNC, but it got the NWO feel. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I like yours too. That, that's a little tough. Let me see some little, little bit though. We, we got the chips. Oh, we got the chips on your back. Hey, All Lamar, boy, you're doing your thing thing when it comes to these shirts, player. Hey, I like that, man. Shout out to our guy. At all Lamar clothing on Instagram, please go follow, shout him out, and you can order these shirts whenever you want to. You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to B Dot, too. I always say, you know what I'm talking about, and I don't never get that man credit, but whatever, I'll be stealing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's look at some of the, the mishaps of last night that led to Carolina's 13 point loss against Iowa. Um, David has some plays lined up that he wants yeah. to know. And hey, this, this, this is a new segment that we're calling Dino's Breakdowns. And um, and we're, we're going to use clips, uh, or not necessarily clips, just, just the game recap from, uh, from, from uh, ESPN to show you guys these clips. And, 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 it's, and again, please don't think that this is any type of inside news. This is just me, David Noel breaking down film as a coach so this isn't anything inside or that i know or from the coaching staff and all that kind of stuff this is simply just me breaking down the film trying to give you guys a better understanding of of what's actually happening on the floor and what north carolina can possibly do better in certain situations so kiera is going to share her screen here we go ladies and gentlemen again this this is just Dino's film breakdown. This is not again anything inside information or anything like that. Just so you guys know. So for me, if this ball goes into Luca Garza right here, and again North Carolina gave up 17 threes last night. That means they were going they were going to do one or two things. They were going to take away Luca Garza, which which for me it it made sense, but it didn't make sense because we have four big men that we can throw at Luca Garza. So if we have four big men that we can throw at Luca Garza, and they all have length because Luca is a guy that likes to get position, and he and he needs to score around you, not necessarily over you. Our bigs had the length 
to be able to slow Luka Garza down, which they did last night. So the double teams didn't necessarily, I, I, I wasn't expecting us to double team him a lot. Here and there made sense, but here we go. So if I'm going to be watching this on my screen too, so if I look away, that's why. Ball goes into the paint. Play it, play it for me here. Pause it. Right there on the double team with R.J. Davis. If we are going to double that, Leaky Black has to rotate right away. And then, so, so in this clip, the fact that R.J. went back to his man as Leaky was closing out made me feel like R.J. just kind of went to double team on his own. Mm. Which, at the end of the day, that's why we started to give up so many threes. So again, and this is as a freshman. As a freshman, He's trying to the 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 uh the hype of Luca Garza has come in inside this game tremendously. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, we gotta stop Luca Garza. Oh, we gotta stop Luca Garza. Not realizing that most of the three-point shooters around him are 30, 35%, 36% better three-point shooters. So we have to understand that. So play it for me. So as this ball comes out, bang, we don't rotate. We don't get over quick enough. And now we're giving up threes. And again, that's a freshman. Again, kind of once, once he starts to learn this a little bit, he'll be able to, he'll be able to read that situation a little bit better. Now we're going to move ahead to the uh, 53 second mark on this clip. All right. We got a high pick and roll right here. Pick and roll happens. I want y'all to watch before before we play this clip. There's a mismatch. I've always said, and this and again, this is my philosophy. Mismatches don't kill you. Open shots do. There's a mismatch. We have Caleb Love in the paint on one of their bigs. Walker Kessler is out on the wing, uh, guarding one of their guards. That's okay. That's fine. If you have an opportunity to switch it, go ahead and try to switch back. So that means. As this ball is going to come off of this high pick and roll, Kessler should run down and, 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 and relieve Caleb Love so Caleb can get back. What happens is, go ahead and play it. Caleb gets stuck in help side. And then as he's closing out, Kessler takes his man, so it makes it a much longer closeout for Caleb. And so now in his closeout, instead of him chopping his feet, he tries to run him off the line. But the Iowa player does a great job of pump faking, side dribble, and he knocks it down. So those are the little things that North Carolina can do before these situations happen. See, either Kessler stays on his man and he's the one that closes out, or they go ahead and switch it early enough to where Caleb isn't the help guy and also the closeout guy. Let that, let that clip play a little bit longer. Because okay. there's one more right after this. Pause it. Again, another double team. So I, I, I think that's, is that RJ or is that, let me, let me see it on my screen. Caleb up here at the top. Yeah, that's Caleb. So Caleb up at, Caleb is at the top. Ball goes into the post. Caleb runs right away to double team. Again, if this was a call by North Carolina's coaching staff, I feel like they would have said, Caleb, when you go to double team, we are going to rotate behind you. The fact that nobody is rotating behind him makes me feel like 
that the double teams are happening kind of sporadically. Nobody, nobody really knows when the double teams is when the double team is going to come. So Caleb, go ahead and play it. He goes down the double team. There's no rotation. Bang, another open shot. So and, and, and so again, when they made all of these threes last night, and again, this is in the first half, they made 17 threes last night. And, and most of them were open shots like this because we were we were over helping and not and also not rotating. But the, our guards were putting us in a position to where when we went down to double team, our closeouts were way too long. Now, mind you, this, this is a point that I made to you earlier, Kiera, like off, off, off camera. The three-point line in high school versus the three-point line in college, there's a vast difference. Mm -hmm. So his closeout, where he is now, would have only been one step in high school. But now he has to close out about three steps, which means with a shooter, you SOL. Right. So those those are the type of things that North Carolina has to clean up a little bit, especially on the defensive end, uh, as far as guarding the three that we will definitely continue to take a look at as as the season progresses. But again, these are fixable things and these are things. And again, they showed grit last night. They fought back second half. They came back and even took the lead for a little bit. But again, we continued to do some of these type things and gave up way too many threes. So again, these are fixable things, UNC fans. We can get this done. We just have to make sure that once, once the season kind of progresses, we get to a point to where these things aren't happening. Right. Okay. So what's next? Carolina is not playing again until the 19th. What are the next steps in practice that they need to do to fix this? So again, in practice, like it's again, you just continue to drill what you've already been doing. And, and, and you look, you watch the film, you go over plays like this, you understand, hey, when we, when, we, when we give you guys a read or a call, we have to all be on the same page. Like the defense can only work as a five-man unit. We can't go out and do things on our own because nobody, because if, if I go out and do something on my own with nobody having my back, then it's going to make me look bad. So if I go down and double when I shouldn't really be doubling, I don't have anybody to rotate for me because that's, that's what basketball is about. If I'm going to do something, there's a chain reaction. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pull effect. If I do this, you do this. If I do this, you do that. That's, that's what North Carolina um, was missing last night when it came to some of the threes that they gave up. Um, and from a player's perspective, how does Caleb Love really get the reins on this team as a leader, as, as a point guard for Carolina? Um, I think right now Caleb is pressing a little bit, um, and 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 like that's that's natural, because when you have this, when you come in as a as a highly touted recruit, uh, you want it like the whole one and done stigma thing is put on you. You you feel like you have to live up to those expectations. Again, we've had we've had players on this on this podcast that talked about, you know, what it's like to figure out North Carolina system. It takes more than one year. Now we've had guys that come in and kind of pick it up right away, but it takes more than one year. And so for Caleb, it takes more than five games. <laughs> this ain't even been a year for him. So it takes more than five games. You haven't had a preseason, all of these exhibition games, you haven't had any of that. So it's okay right now. And I get it. He want every player that comes to North Carolina, they want to play good. They want to play phenomenal. It's okay that he's not playing good. So, but 
it's up to him to continue to work through these things and to continue to push forward. Look at the garrison now versus the garrison that we saw his freshman year. Like we didn't, we didn't see like the real garrison until like the end of his freshman year. And then he carried that over into his sophomore year, carried it over into his junior year. Now, like that's the same thing that's going to happen with Caleb. Now, again, he could be a one and done. This could be his only year that he's there at the University of North Carolina. But at the end of the day, I think he had he needs a little bit more time to be able to get the reins of this team and to be the player that he thinks he he wants to be. Now, who was your player of the game last night for Carolina? Honestly, it was Andrew Playtech. Like it was, it was Drew. Like, because again, I the expectation for Garrison is there. Yeah. The expectation for Dayron Sharp is there. Like, I, I don't, I don't. The player of the game for me that came in and kind of gave us a spark or or did some things that I I didn't. I ain't gonna say I didn't see, but the things that a senior should be doing, Andrew Playtech. So, and and I'm okay with that because I'm becoming a Playtech fan. <laughs> And Andrew Playtech finished last night with 10 points and was the only one that, you know, almost perfected the three. Um, he was two for three with one rebound. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, he took a couple charges. He yeah. like So it, it's, it's some stuff that's going to show up that's not going to show up on the stat sheet that, that he did well last night. And, and, and again, that's the type of leadership you need coming off of your bench um, just to kind of just to kind of put things into perspective for North Carolina. They we we still aren't shooting the ball well. I I think I feel like our guards are still pressing a little bit, but again, all of those things will come with time. Okay, so North Carolina plays December nineteenth at two p.m. against Ohio State, which won't be a cakewalk. And not not even close. Yeah, and immediately following that is is game time. There is no more week week and a half offs anymore. It's a game every two three days. So um, yeah. That means let's get it. Let's get it. And, and and again, that's fine. Even if North Carolina goes and we lose to we lose to Ohio State. Like, okay, that's fine. Let, let's just continue to get better and better and better and better throughout the season. What what happens is people get so caught up to, to at the beginning of the year, and especially in a year like this, again, where COVID is kind of run rapid, you don't even really know if you're gonna finish the season kind of deal because games are getting canceled left and right. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that this is kind of our preseason. We're still getting warmed up. We're still learning. We're still we're still getting in the gym trying to figure everything out. So that's okay. Let let this let this simmer down. Let this kind of come to fruition. And then North Carolina, I think, will be uh, again. I, I don't see this being a national championship team. But at the end of the day, I think we're probably second, third round good of the NCAA tournament. Second, third round. Yeah. You give it sweet 16. Mm. What? Okay. We can it, depends, it, it depends on the maturation of our guards. If we can't if we can't make shots, we can't beat nobody. Yeah, you're right. Uh so let's segue last night into or segue into last night's comments by Duke's head coach uh after Duke lost to Illinois 83 to 68. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one good thing. Hey. And, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Let me finish, though, and then I'll get into my spiel. <laughs> no, that that's it. Uh, Duke lost to Illinois at home. And after the game, Coach K had some interesting comments concerning the progression of the season and whether it should be finished due to the rise of COVID-19 uh, cases. Um, Coach K says that within the next six weeks, it's predicted to get worse. Um, 
and he just wants to reassess the basketball season. You know, what does it look like to continue the season? <laughs> I hate you. Amid the rise of the cases. And yes, Coach K answered this question. I am not saying this because I got my butt beat today. I am saying this because the committee, the committee needs to reassess what we're doing and is it safe enough uh, for the players mentally and physically to play. So yeah. So, so, I, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, and I know I'm laughing, but this, like I know this is a very, very serious thing uh, with COVID-19. And, and like with all regards, and again, it is funny because I, that's the same thing I thought. I was like, bro, you're only saying that because y'all lost. But, but I will say this. The mental health is a very serious thing. Um, and in these times, things are so different that uh, that it, that is that is that is tough on these kids mm -hmm. to not be able to go home for for Thanksgiving, not be able to go home for Christmas. Those are those are times that honestly, as a, as a college athlete, bro, you look forward to because you didn't you didn't get a spring break, you didn't get certain things because of the basketball season ran, running into some of those breaks. Uh, fall breaks and things like that so as an athlete like you look forward to those like those stress relievers those those down times those being around my family kind of deal so I do understand when it comes to that and then also again COVID is running rapid in North Carolina especially like cases are up like with ridiculous numbers so and to a certain to a certain degree I do, I do agree with Coach K. It is time to maybe reassess like how we are doing certain things. Um, and then I think Jay Billis even last night during the game, you know, he was talking about how, you know, the NCAA said we weren't going to do this and now we're doing it. We, we won't going to do this and now we're doing this. We won't going to play in bubbles and now we're playing in bubbles. So to me, I, I do think they need to get on one page, uh, on one accord with, with, with all of the protocols and everything that they are doing. And, and especially to help some of these athletes who, who, are, who are being in, in quarantine and games getting canceled 30 minutes before the game and all that kind of stuff. So um, how, how are they going to do that? I don't know. Do you cancel the season? I don't know if that's the answer either. Um, so me not being a doctor, me being more of a basketball fan than I am a doctor, I want to say, come on, let's keep playing. But at the end of the day, again, I think safety should be held first. So, you know, whatever that means, I, I guess you kind of do it. And then you, you just kind of go from there. Um, when you mentioned uh, Jay Villas, he also said that college basketball players are essential workers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, David, our, our college athletes, I'm not just going to say basketball because we had soccer, we had baseball, we had, you know, a multitude of right. other programs continuing to play. Are college athletes essential players? Because wait, they're they're providing entertainment and also a sense of normalcy for they, absolutely they are. But what I call them essential workers, are they getting paid? They're not getting paid. That's the issue that he was uh, having. Yeah, yeah. They are, they, that, that's his point. <laughs> that's his point. Don't don't put these don't don't put these kids in a situation to where they're doing this stuff for nothing. Right. Like, so I think that's his point, and, and which I completely agree with. Don't don't say that these kids are essential to to life and then or or, or, or normalcy mm -hmm. and then not compensate them 
as that. But again, that's that's a whole nother ball game outside of this. So I I mean I, I but I, I but for me I do agree with Jay Billis. Okay. But these shirts look good, bro. They do look good, don't they? Oh Lamar, <laughs> man. What you be doing, yo? Dang thing. What? Um, and so with the ACC Big Ten challenge, David said he heard that it was one in five. I'm looking at 0 and 5. Um, because who, Notre Dame lost, UNC lost, Virginia Tech lost, Duke lost, Syracuse lost. Yeah, the, hey, the Big Ten stacked this year, man. Like yeah. they, like they got like twelve teams ranked. Um, Virginia <laughs> like, Tech gotta, beat Penn State though, because Penn State's not even ranked. Yeah, but, but they, they went in. But no, 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 no. Hold on. I know Penn State isn't ranked, but Penn State is really, really good. Okay, well, like I've I watched them play a couple times, and I really like their team. Penn State is well coached. They 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 lock down defensively, like and they they and they can score the basketball. So um, uh, I think I, I watched them. I think they lost the other night against Seton Hall, um, and Seton Hall is a pretty good team too. And they they've just had some you know some close losses. But I, I think I think the Penn State lost. Now it, yes, it is a shocker that they went into Blacksburg and they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does. It is a surprise. It is a surprise, but I, I, I for me, okay, I haven't yeah. watched them a few times. I, I like that Penn State team. Okay. Um, and tonight, so, wait, hold on, wait before we hook it in. Tonight, Virginia, not Virginia. I'm sorry. Florida State plays at seven fifteen tonight against Indiana, and I believe that is the last of the the Big Ten challenge. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Because during the during the Duke game, they said we was like one and four or one and three at the time, and then when Duke lost, then when them bums lost, they. I don't know. I don't know who won then. I don't know. Because the last time an ACC an ACC team played was the fourth. There yeah. hasn't been any other, so I, I'm not right. sure. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't say that. But is everybody ready for my hookem? I am because you keep doing it. So what is it? As 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 heartbreak as heartbreaking as it seems that North Carolina is this year, um, as far as the losses that we've had, we sweep Duke this year. Oh, I thought you had like some really big news. No, that's that is really big news. We sweep them bombs this year. Oh Lord! Yes. Man, I want to sweep Duke when they're good. I don't want to sweep Duke because they're bad. <laughs> No, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that now. Duke has the number one or number two or maybe number three recruiting class to come in this year. That means they good. No, they don't. No, no. Yeah, they did. Look this up. Hold on. Hey, it doesn't matter. I don't care if they're good or bad. You talking about you want to beat them when they're good. I want to beat them anytime. No. 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 They did. Wait, wait, I don't even see it. I think Kentucky had the best recruiting class. No, 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 no. no. I said, we were were like number three. No, we were number two. Okay, we was number two. Well, I tell you, this is bad. I said number one, number two, or number three. Oh, now you got both of us looking. Now you look crazy on YouTube trying to look at doggone. Let me search this uh, best recruiting class. 
There we go. Hold on. They number they number three. And who's number two? Uh don't know. It's Carolina. And Kentucky was number one, like I told yep. you. Okay, I said number one, number two, or number three. I just said that. <laughs> they got the number three recruiting class. But why doesn't Duke feel like Duke? What is it that's just, it just seems off. I don't know what it is, but Duke yeah. does not look or feel like a normal Duke team. Yeah, so they, just, they don't. Some, something, they don't. I don't know if we're missing the Cameron crazies. Maybe that six man really is important for Duke, but yeah, maybe it is. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, this this don't feel nothing like a like a like a typical Duke team. And uh, you know, and, and and I think I think what it is is over the last few years they've always had that staple guy. Yeah. Uh so whether it was Trey Jones, whether it was Tyus Jones, whether like whether it was your Quinn Cooks or or or, or like like they've always had. Or, or even like your Nolan Smiths, like they've always had that staple guy mm -hmm. and pretty much at the point guard position that kind of held them down. Goldwire is good, especially defensively, but I don't think he's that leader type um, or that can push them over the hump when I say leader type to get everybody to play at a different type of level. Uh, again, Jalen Johnson, like him out of, out of Wisconsin, German wrote, I think he he won't be a one and done. So that that I think now next year, that'll kind of be your your staple guy. Wendell Carter in uh or Wendell, yeah, is it Wendell Carter? Yeah, he's not having necessarily uh the 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 best year as far as uh as far as his numbers are concerned right now. And then everybody else just looks really uh, outside of Matt, uh outside of hurt, like everybody else just kind of looks pedestrian for real. Yeah, you're right. All right, so outside of Duke losing last night, who is your team of the week? That, that just made me smile. That shocked me. You know who's shocking me? And again, and it shouldn't shock me because these jokers in the Big Ten, like the Big Ten got all these teams ranked. Rutgers. Rutgers is out here getting busy. Like they, they playing good basketball. Ron Harper Jr. out there averaging a Dubsky plus. Like yeah. they are playing some good basketball. They beat they beat Syracuse last night. Mm -hmm. Like they playing some good basketball and continuing to climb in in the rankings. Like I, I I really like that Rutgers team, man. So we'll we'll see what they continue to do with it. But like I'm telling you, Rutgers is going to be one of the teams that's going to be a tough out in the NCAA tournament. Um, and my team is. I'm just going to go with last night. I I haven't seen Iowa play, so I. And last night they shot the hell out of me. I, I just, I didn't know. Really? I think what shocked me most is like the point that you made. We were so focused on Garza and, and guarding him. That was a name we consistently heard. But mm -hmm. then they completely just Bohannon and, and, and Frederick. And they had mm -hmm. other players who shot the ball exceptionally well that threw everything off. And they, they did very well um, besides that, that time of, of almost Carolina coming back. Getting Carolina in foul trouble, I, yeah, I'm so yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't, so I wasn't surprised at all uh, with that. But because I, I even mentioned it on the podcast, the last podcast, and when we talked about us getting ready to play Iowa, and, and I said like the piece of us double teaming uh, Luca Garza is because like it was it was gonna be tough because they had shooters. Yeah. 
and I, and I knew they had shooters. Now, did I know they were going to make 17 threes against us? No, but I also knew that North Carolina doesn't guard the three well. So honestly, I had this as a loss for us. I, I, I didn't see us going in. I didn't see us going to Iowa and being able to win, even though, again, going on the road nowadays isn't necessarily the same. Uh, but I didn't see I didn't see this North Carolina team currently at where we are as far as, you know, just the maturation of our season, uh, beating that that Iowa team to where they were uh, at the beginning of the year. But th yeah, that Iowa team is very, very tough. Okay, now let's um, hit some fan questions. And the number one question that I keep hearing is where is Ant Harris? Because that seems to be for a lot of people, the missing piece for this team. So David, where are we with Ant Harris? And is he coming back? It is very much, I think he is very much the missing piece to this team. Um, from what I've, what I've heard and from what I've seen, he is getting close. He is getting very, very close. Um, I don't think they are allowing him just yet to get up and down, mm -hmm. but he is, he, he is in practice. He is playing five on five. He's just not, he's only doing half court stuff right now versus actually getting up and down. So um, I wouldn't say I, you'll probably definitely see him after the new year, I think. So still, still hold your, hold your hopes for probably about, I would say another, three weeks to a month, maybe, then I think, and then I think we may get uh, Anthony Harris coming off the bench, checking into the game for the first time and, and hopefully giving us a spark because crazy part about it is in practice, he looked good in the half court. So. And yeah, and Coach Williams also said on Monday that it's not going to be a surprise for anybody. There has been no, no update. He's still, like you said, at half court, he hasn't had a full complete practice and then right. Harris will be back when Ant is back. Uh, right. see, every press conference, that's the consistent question. Where is Ant? Where is Ant? And I, I think it's funny that every time I see him on TV, he's in the corner somewhere eating. Uh, like <laughs> that Russell Westbrook meme of him sneaking food. Like he always is chewing something. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see Ant come back. Uh, yeah. The next question is, uh, where's Sterling Manley? Uh, where is he in his progression? And can is he coming? It's not, is he coming back? Well, yeah, is he? coming back like what does uh, I think is I think is and again he's in the same situation half court type stuff you know uh getting getting ready so I think I think him and Ant are kind of on a similar timeline uh but I think it for, for North Carolina it will be it like Ant is probably more of the priority mm -hmm. just simply because it gets now now we're deep we're already a deep team but what Ant brings Anthony Harris brings to the floor is a little bit different from what Sterling will bring to the floor and the fact that we're so deep at Sterling's spot like we're not really missing anything right there where with Ant Harris we're missing we, we he can shoot it a little bit he can defend he can he can get to the rim so and he can open up the floor for us so those are the type things that we are going to uh and also on top of that He's been in Carolina system before. So now, now you gain a little bit more experience coming off of that bench. So that's that's what I think you get with when you get Ant Harris back uh versus a Sterling Manley. But at the end of the end of the day, I think having both of those guys back will be good for us. And and lastly, this is a question for me, because I'm wondering, um, what exactly do you think? Um again, you don't know this. This is not some like insider information, but 
Um, like, why haven't we seen a consistent play from Puff Johnson? Like, I really want to see what he's capable of, but it seems like we just see him for two seconds and he's gone. Um, again, he's he's a freshman coming in, trying to learn North Carolina system. And the crazy part about it is, like, I was thinking the other day, like, how many guys have we had that came in that, like, kind of fit right in? Like, their skill set was, like, right away, like, okay, this is North Carolina all day. Like, and the only people that I can think of over the past couple of years that it didn't necessarily take them, like, this learning curve to have was Kobe White and okay. Cam Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kobe White came right in and bang. He, yeah. he it, it was his show from day one. Yeah. And, and Cam Johnson coming from Pitt to North Carolina, and, like, it was like he fit in right away. Mm -hmm. And again, their skill sets, like, match North Carolina system for sure, for sure. So for Puff, I think it is just a matter of him kind of gaining a little bit more confidence, getting practicing a little bit more, games a little bit more. And then once he, once he gets thrown out there, uh, because again, right now, I think they're, I think Puff is is kind of saying, and again, there's no inside information. This is just me kind of my out my eyes looking in. I think he's like trying to press too much as being a shooter. Yeah. And and, and again, Caleb is trying to press too much as being a scorer. Where if you kind of like open it up a little bit and, and and show every phase of your game, then everything else will start to open up for you. And and I think that's what's happening with Puff. And I think he I think he'll be again. He's not a one and done guy. So year two and three is where you'll get get the Puff Johnson that, that you thought you were going to get uh, versus year one. Uh, everybody wants all of these freshmen to come in and be ready right away. But this, this is this is this is college basketball. This is a blue blood. This is at the highest level that you can play. Everybody ain't ready right away. It's going to take you a few 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 seconds. All right. Um, that's all that I have for me. Uh, anything else to wrap up? That's it. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank y'all, man, for another edition of the Player and the Fan. We truly appreciate y'all joining us. Shout out to the boy again, All of Mark Clothing. Again, go to Instagram, follow him. He puts up uh, hats and beanies and scullies and shirts. Uh, and, and again, he, he's a lot of North Carolina stuff. Um, so all the North Carolina fans, go follow at All of Mark Clothing on Instagram. And don't forget about me and Kiara. Follow us too. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Don't be tripping. Don't be tripping. Don't be acting like that. And also, um, the person who did our um, our logo, also please follow Vito with My Canvas Aunties. Um, he's amazing. Another one of our sponsors. We're, Vito, what's happening? We're blessed to have an, an incredible circle who wants to see us win. And we're, we're just thankful that we do have just, just immense support. So thank you for watching. I'm always excited about how many viewers we have. I text David like every 10 minutes and it's exciting to see the growth of the podcast. So we, we appreciate you guys more than anything. So yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we thank y'all, man. And, and again, keep coming back because we're going to keep breaking it down. We're going to keep giving y'all, I guess, I don't want to say the inside scoop because I don't really be having no inside scoop. Not I'm just... Thing. Not I'm going I'm going off what I know from North Carolina. And plus, if I had the inside scoop, I wouldn't give it to y'all no way. I don't think I would. Would I? I don't know. I might. I know. Maybe, I might. maybe, maybe if it's a good one that wouldn't like. Yeah, if it's a good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if it's something I need to hold on to, uh, yeah, I can't tell y'all. I'm sorry. It's just just it's just the way the family works. No, I'm talking about.
Oh, well. Um, yeah, and so again, one more time, Carolina plays December 19th against Ohio State at 2 p.m. I'm going to assume it's going to be on ESPN or ABC. But yeah, that's it. Close it out, Dave. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we holla.